surprise! You didn't think we'd forget about you guys on Halloween, did you? <laughs> I'm Holly. I'm Leslie. And we, we would be, be dead. This was our our little secret that we kept until now. So, in order to celebrate the best holiday, Mm -hmm. we are giving you one more free 30-minute horror movie. And today, we are recapping Halloween. Halloween. Yay! Halloween on Halloween! So, in case you didn't listen to the episode on Sleepaway Camp, what happens is we each recount five minutes of the story, and hopefully within the span of 30... We'll do all of it. So when it's time for us to switch from one person to the next, because this is kind of like a game between me and Leslie, Mm -hmm. you will hear this sound. And that means we have to pass the hot potato. Yeah. So. I'm already out of breath. I know. And (laughs) and it's very, very high stress. (laughs) I regret wearing the sweater. I'm going to be sweating. (laughs) Okay. So. Three. Two. One. Let's go. Okay, so we begin the movie. It is Halloween 1963. We start with the very best theme song ever in the world, if you don't know it. <laughs> Leslie's so good at theme songs. <laughs> and we see a jack-o'-lantern, um, and then we're in, we see a sign that says that we're in Haddonfield, Illinois, not New Jersey, Illinois. I know. I wish we could claim this movie, but we can't. Mm. Um, we're, now we're in the killer's perspective, and we see him creeping through the house. He goes up to the front door. He goes over to the jack-o'-lantern and then over to a window. We look through the window. We see two teens. Ugh, it's always teens. Always teens. Ugh, a boy and a girl making out on the couch. The boy has a clown mask, and the girl's like, take that off! And he's like, I'm not going to take it off. Yes, I will. And then he takes it off and throws it on the floor. Ugh. Then we see back to the killer's perspective, and he's creeping around again outside, and then he goes um, inside. It's not clear exactly. I think a back door, maybe a window. Mm-hmm. He just comes in. Um, and he goes to the sink where there's a drawer. He opens the drawer, and he pulls out a big, giant butcher knife. And the arm that pulls out the big, giant butcher knife has a little hand and, like, a satin clown suit arm. Yeah, very so it's, creepy. Yeah, it's, it's extremely unsettling. Um, and this this... Whoever's perspective we're in clomps up the stairs, um, and we see, like, well, before he goes up the stairs, we see the boy that was making out on the couch run down the stairs and leave. And the, you hear the girl's voice. She goes, call me tomorrow. And he goes, yeah, sure. Because he's the worst. Boys in this movie are the worst. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, so then the the creepy person with the knife and the satin sleeves goes up the stairs. Um, and he sees the mask that the killer discards, and he puts it on. <gasps> so then we're seeing the world through eye holes and because his breath is trapped in the mask we hear breathing (sighs) right so then he gets all the way up the stairs to the top and he looks into the bedroom at the top of the stairs and it's a naked woman she's probably like 17 or something sitting at her vanity brushing her hair i don't know why she's brushing her hair in the nude but she totally is well she just got some she did and so she (laughs) has to brush her hair it's a total mess (laughs) and she says michael and then 
the hand stabs the crap out of her. Ugh. Stab, 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 stab. And then um, the killer, who we now know is a killer, runs outside and the ca- the camera pans away and we see um, like a we see the killer instead of the killer's perspective. And it's a kid. Ugh. It's a kid. Creepy kids are the worst. It's a kid in a clown suit and his parents pull up and the parents are just looking at him like, oh. Oh, Michael, what's happening? What are you doing? Then we get another sign, and the sign says it, not a sign, but like a caption, and it says that it is October 30th, 1978, and we see um, a doctor and a nurse in a car, and it's the guy's, this is Dr. Loomis, he's like a main character in it, so from here on out, you know that's him. Um, And the nurse is talking to him, and she says, the only thing that ever bothers me is their gibberish, which makes it clear that they're driving up to a mental hospital, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And he's telling her about this, patient. He's like, he hasn't, you don't have to worry about this guy because he hasn't spoken in 15 years. And we're like, holy cow, 15 years. He's talking about how awful this guy is. And the nurse says, what do you want me to give him when I take him to court? Because I guess they're picking him up to take him to some sort of trial. And the doctor says, Thorazine. And she's like, however much of it, like a lot. And she's like, that's a lot. He's going to be a zombie. And the doctor's like, I know, I want him to be a zombie. And she's like, oh man. So then they drive up to the hospital and we see like through dim lights that there's just people in hospital gowns like Romance. wandering around the premises. And They're it's just like pouring rain. It is. That's right. It's just driving pouring mm-hmm. rain. And the nurse goes, I didn't know they let them wander around like that. Like it was recent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In what world is that a purposeful action? Yeah. Who left? Who was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. They can all walk around. That's not true. And Dr. Loomis has, like, brains in his head. So he's like, no, that's not true. No. And he gets really scared and he runs out and he's like, don't get out of the car. Which is sage advice, but of course she doesn't take it. So he goes over and like pushes the code into the gate to try and get in and instill some order. And then the nurse is sitting there and somebody, like a, a person, crawls over the top of her car like a spider. Spider monkey. Up. Yeah, total spider <laughs> monkey. And she's freaked out. So she rolls down the window and sticks her head out of the car, which <laughs> What's is happening? the worst idea. And of course the spider monkey guy grabs her and she's like, oh no, he grabbed me, I hate it. So he gets in and she rolls up the window and she thinks she's safe. So she backs up against the other window, which is like, come on, man, you're against the window. And then random hand from the top of the car just slaps the window and shatters it. Ugh. Yeah, because it's super strength on this killer. Um, so then she... He's, like, pulling at her, and the car is driving all over the place into the woods in a ditch. She manages to crawl out of the window out of the car. The guy that grabbed her jumps into the car, gets behind the wheel, and drives away. The nurse is in a ditch, like, (laughs) I'm stupid. And then the doctor comes over, and he's like, what the hell happened? And she's like, he got away. Oh, go. Okay, so... He gets in the car and, well, that's just the end of that scene, Yeah, that scene's over. That's that's it. Okay. So now we go back to Haddonfield. Yay. um, Where a young high school girl, Lori, is walking out of her house to go to school. It's Jamie Lee. Mm -hmm. Her dad is going off to work. He's a realtor. And he tells Jamie, hey, can you drop off the key at the Myers place? So I guess (gasps) he sold the house and he's really excited to, like, show it off and— or somebody uh, showing it that day. showing it, yeah. Maybe he's something. really successful and he owns the real estate company. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, as Lori is walking to school, she meets up with Tommy. Tommy is her the kid that she babysits, mm-hmm. and she's going to walk him to his school, I think. Right. Yeah, I yeah. feel so bad for Tommy Doyle. 
I know, poor Tommy Doyle. Um, Cheese, Lori is like a super perfect babysitter. They're talking about what they're going to do that night. They walk by um, the Myers house where she has to drop off the key. And he's like, that's the spooky house. You can't <gasps> go in there. And she was just like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then. So um, casual. Yeah. So she puts the key under the mat, walks away. And then you see Michael behind the door. Grown up Michael. Yes, what we assume is adult Michael, this yeah. escaped mental patient. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we go to the next scene where Dr. Loomis is outside of the uh, asylum where he was supposed to pick up Michael and he's yelling at one of the like guys, guys yeah. there and it's just like, What happened? This is insane. You shouldn't have let him loose. You had to keep an eye on him. Like it was anybody's idea to like let these patients out there again. It wasn't recess. And he mentions he drove <laughs> off and the guy's like, He can't drive. Oh, yeah, he can't <laughs> drive. And he's like, Well, somebody taught him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so they think uh, – I forgot to start my timer. I'm, what? I'm probably like three minutes in. We're, no, you're okay. not. I'm like four minutes in. We'll no, figure you're it not. out. Where am I? I'm like three minutes in. Not, should... I mean, I have three minutes left. Anyway, so now we go back to Lori. She's in class. <laughs> and she's like dozing off looking out the window even though she's paying attention. And she sees um, a man standing outside of a car outside her window. And he's wearing a mask and it's super creepy. Mm-hmm. And But she's like not – she's like alerted but not really. <laughs> she's just kind of like daydreaming looking at him. Yep. Um, the teacher – and is like, Lori, answer this question that you weren't paying attention to. And she answers it perfectly. And then she looks back out the window and he's not there. That question thing blows my mind every yeah. time. So she probably just goes on with the rest of her day. Mm-hmm. And then um, we go to Tommy's school where these terrible bullies are telling him about, like, the boogeyman's going to come get you. The boogeyman, boogeyman, boogeyman. And he's like, what's the boogeyman? And they're just like, we won't tell you because we're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and they break his pumpkin. They push him down and he falls on top of his, like, super soft pumpkin and breaks it. <laughs> And then, um, so Michael is actually at the at the school, and he's watching him. Worst. <sighs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, he sees Tommy. He follows him through, and he gets in his car and follows Tommy along the way. And Tommy is just super oblivious to this man stalking him. How does he not notice the loud ass car driving along next to him? I have no idea. So now we're back with Doctor Loomis. He is trying to make a call. He tries to probably call like the police station in town and it's just like, he's coming. He's, yeah, he's coming on a payphone. Oh yeah, he's on a payphone trying to call like, he's coming for this town and they're just like, oh, I, why would he come home after escaping 15 years of Well, they say asylum. it's like 100 miles away from the asylum. They're like, he's never going to make it all the way here. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. So then he gets off the phone and then notices a car in the ditch, uh, a um, like, auto body car yeah and he goes over there so that's how michael gets his like classic the auto, coveralls like, the coveralls and he um doesn't notice that there was a dead body in the grass but he's just like oh my the michael clearly has like yeah. now new clothes on and he's often the the gown his gown is like laying in the trees yeah. over there so like obviously michael myers is asylum outfit yeah, exactly. has been discarded there <laughs> and when he finds that matchbook that was in the state car so oh yeah like, so oh, he knew that yeah. was him Thank you. I forgot about those things. No problem. Okay, so now we go back to school. Um, oh my god, I don't remember what this part is. What They're is walking this? out, and it's it's Lori and a blonde named Linda, and she's like, "What are you going to do this weekend?" And Linda's like, "Totally." Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, they have a really stupid conversation. They do. Annie starts acting like such a bitch. She's just like oh, the they're meanest walking home friend. From school. They're walking home from school, and it's the longest walk home from school ever. Um, there's a lot of walking during most of the movie, and they're 
and um, Lori is just like, oh, shoot, I forgot one of my books. I have to go back. And then Linda's just like, books, books, books. I, I have all of my books. Let me tell you about every single book that I have. <laughs> and during this point, a really weird car is like slowly driving by and they're getting like spooked by it. And it's obviously that car, the state car. Oh. I guess there wasn't enough time. Um, but that's, you just have like one little bit left. Okay. So, um, okay, so Michael's driving by and like Annie yells like, you're stupid. <laughs> Speed kills, <laughs> jerk. Speed kills, jerk. And she hates um, people that have cars and... Don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. And so that was that. Um, they talk about what they're doing that night and about babysitting. So all the girls are babysitting except for Linda, who is going to hang out with Bobby. And they're going to go to where the house that Annie's babysitting at because apparently they all like sleep with their guys while they're babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not Lori because she's just too boring is how her friends try to describe <laughs> her. Um, so then Lori is walking home at, with Annie and uh, Michael is behind the bushes. <sighs> and Annie is a bitch again and is just like, there's nobody behind these bushes. Um, <laughs> so then they run into the cops or um, – it's just what Lori. Annie's like, I gotta go. And Lori like walks into the cop and they're like, Wah! And he oh, goes, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to a good scare. And it's just like, all right, cool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Annie's dad. Um, oh, that's right. It's Annie's dad. It's Annie's dad. Okay. So now we're in Lori's room. And um, her room is super boring looking. Not like a high school girl's at all. She's like one tennis racket and a hat. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she looks out the window and sees Michael standing in like the clothesline sheets. And is like, oh. And then while she's still looking at him, he like miraculously disappears. But yeah. And the phone rings. She answers it. Nobody's on the other end. So she's like, God. And she like hangs up. And then the phone rings again. And it's her friend Annie. And she's like, why'd you hang up on me? And she's like, why didn't you talk, you asshole? Why aren't you chewing in my ear? I hate <laughs> yeah. you. And that was that. Okay. <gasps> so um, after the phone call, oh, and I should say that that image of um, her looking out and seeing him standing in the sheets is like a meme everywhere in the world. You've yep. all seen that. Um, so then... They that scene's over, and Annie comes to pick up Lori at her house, so they're going to both go to their babysitting houses. Then we cut to the graveyard, and it's Dr. Loomis and some dude that works at the graveyard, and he tells the beginning of a story. He's like, one time there was a guy in this town who killed everybody. He woke up, he got a hacksaw, he went to the shed, and, and then he stops. Dr. Loomis is like, where are we? Why is there no grave in this place? Because we just see a hole. And the guy looks around, the guy's real folksy, and he's like, oh, wait a minute, that grave belongs to, why do they do it? Judith Myers. And we're like, oh, shit, somebody oh. stole it. Worst. So then we cut back to Linda's car where inexplicably she and Lori are smoking a joint because all of a sudden Lori's real cool with that real fast. Yeah. Um, Even though she looks like she's never smoked it, but she's no, like still comfortable She's terrible at it. it. So um, <laughs> then we hear uh, alarms and they pull up next to a hardware store because the cop is there. The cop is Annie's dad. Oh, no. And um, they roll down the window and Lori's all scared. She's like, he's going to smell the pot. And Annie's like, he's not going to smell the pot. And the alarm's going off. She's like, Dad, what happened? And Dad's like, somebody broke into the hardware store. We think it was just kids. All he did was steal, like, a couple lengths of rope and some Halloween masks. <gasps> Halloween masks. Oh. At the hardware, <laughs> hardware store. store. They I have them know. there in this small town. Whatever. Um, and then and then all of a sudden it's nighttime. <laughs> they leave. Dr. Loomis comes by and he says to the cop, like, listen, there's an escaped mental patient here. You should look out for him. The cop's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm going to tell you. Come take a walk. So then we're back to Lori and Annie in the car. They're talking about boys. And, and Annie's a horrible bitch. And she's like, you don't like boys. What's wrong with you? You're just a boring little Girl Scout. And Lori's like, I like Ben Tramer. And Annie's like, Ben Tramer. And we know Ben Tramer is a big deal now. 
so then um, we cut to like an outside perspective and Annie's walking into the, like she's just walking into the house that she is babysitting at and we see Michael from the street staring at her. Then we're at the Myers house and this is the cop and Dr. Loomis and they're walking around in the Myers house, the spook house, and they see, they walk in the door and they see like a dead dog on the ground and Ugh. Dr. Loomis is like, he was hunting. And the cop says, oh, it's probably just a skunk because apparently skunks murder full yeah, ass they dogs. Can just rip them apart. Lies. So then he talks about Michael Myers. We get a little background. Dr. Loomis is like, he had the blackest eyes I'd ever seen. He was a totally soulless child. I could never go through, get through to him. He committed this heinous crime. He never spoke another word. I hope he never, ever, ever gets out. And I think he's here because this is where he lived and this is where he grew up. And I think he's going to kill everybody. And the cop's like, I don't know about that. And then all of a sudden, the window breaks in the room that they're in. And Dr. Loomis pulls out his gun and he's like, oh, I'm going to get you. And the cop's like, wait a minute. Because Dr. Loomis moves a lot um, faster than the cop. And then the cop's like, we should tell the media. We should tell everyone. And Dr. Loomis is like, no, 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 no. Then they're going to see him on every corner, which like they should. They should tell that you should always tell the media. But he's like, okay, I won't say anything. That's fine. And then we cut back to um, Lori, who's at Tommy's house. And they're sitting on the couch and they're reading comic books. And well, first they're reading King Arthur. And then Tommy's like, I don't want to read that. I want to read this. And then he pulls comic books out from the couch cushions, <laughs> which Leslie was like, oh, he's reading porn. <laughs> Which would make more sense. And then the phone rings, and Lori picks it up, and it's Annie. And Annie's like, hi, Lori. I'm boring. And the dog, <laughs> meanwhile, this, like, German Shepherd is barking his head off in the background. She's like, mm, the family dog's going to eat me. I, You know what I did? I called Ben Tramer, and he's going to go to homecoming with you. And Lori is horrified. She's pissed. She hates it so much. Even though she loves Ben Tramer, she's like, I'm so embarrassed. I don't want Ben Tramer to know I like him because then something good might happen, and nothing good can ever happen to me because I'm the final girl. And then, um... We cut back to um, Tommy and Lori, and Tommy is looking out of the window, and we see Michael Myers standing in the street, and Tommy sees Michael Myers standing in the street, and he's like, holy shit, because he's the only one that is alarmed by this presence. He's like, it's the boogeyman. Lori, it's the boogeyman. Boogeyman, 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 boogeyman. So now we know that we call Michael Myers the boogeyman for the rest of the time. And she's like, looks outside. She's like, there's nothing there. What are you talking about? And he's like super scared, obviously. Um, And then Annie's popping popcorn while she's on the phone with them, and she's like, what? She spills butter all over herself. And as soon as she spills butter all over herself, she's like, oh, I got to go. I got to clean up. She whips off all of her clothes in the kitchen. Everything. She's in just underpants. She's not wearing a bra. And she goes into the cabinet and gets some, like, laundry soap and just the father who lives there shirt (laughs) and just is like, I'll just wear his shirt casually. Yeah. Like, that's a thing a teenage (laughs) babysitter should do. Yeah, like it wasn't her first time doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she... Kind of is the worst. She is. She just sure is. to say, okay, and that's that's all I have. I think. Okay, so you can go. Okay. Well, so she. Um, oh well, Mike Myers is out there, and he like kills the dog. So like he was. Oh, out that's there. right. The I dog missed was, that part. Yeah, the dog was barking, and she didn't know why, and she let him out, mm-hmm. and then she heard him barking again outside, but then slowly start to whine, and she was like, good, he's shutting up, and it was Mike Myers just killing, killing him. him. Michael Myers. Mike Michael. Myers is the, is the lovely comedian he's who didn't commit love. any of these crimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to me. I'm starting now. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so now we're back with Tommy and Lori, and they are watching The Thing, which is another John Carpenter movie, and... Um, He's getting really scared, and he's, like, talking about the boogeyman. And she's like, he doesn't exist. He doesn't mm-hmm. exist. It's totally fine. Um, that was all that happened in that scene, right? Yep. Okay, so now we're back over at Annie's house. And she is going to do some laundry to clean up the butter that spilled all over her clothes. So she heads out to the laundry shed because it's in a totally different part of the house to make it way creepier. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes out there. The door keeps opening and closing, and she's just like— 
thinking that it's um, Paul, Paul who is going to come over and he is obviously not there and she's just like well I guess I'm not getting any right now yep. <laughs> she's pissed about it then the door closes and um, she can't get out she's like locked in and she's yelling for Lindsay the girl she's babysitting to like come outside and help her mm-hmm. and so then she sees an open window so she's trying to get out of there um, but is that when does she already see Mike Myers Michael Myers Mike or Mile, Michael <laughs> poor Mike Myers, Myers. <laughs> <laughs> we're making him the worst killer um no. Oh, okay. So then she's she's getting she got stuck in the window yes. trying to get out. So now back in the, in the dumbest house, way possible, yeah. she just bends over out a window and doesn't move the thing that's obstructing it and just gets stuck. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And she's she's trying really fast to get out because she hears the phone ringing and she knows that it's Paul calling. <sighs> and it's so time to fuck at yeah. their house. So <laughs> she doesn't want Lindsay to miss the call, but Lindsay ends up answering after a while. She's also watching the thing by herself in that room. And she's like and seven. <laughs> so. <laughs> So she answers the phone and it's like, hey, Lindsay, is Annie there? And she's like, no, Paul, or she's here. She's just doing laundry. She's <laughs> And so he's like, That's all right, um, can you go get her? Like, she'll want to know it's me. And she's like, all right. So she, like, hangs up the phone on Paul, <laughs> goes to find her, and then is like, oh, my gosh, why are you stuck in, like, why are you locked in the this? window? Yeah. So they get out and they walk back in. Nothing happens. Thank God. Um, And then... She's gonna, she calls Paul and she has to go pick him up. And for some reason, Lindsay's just like, I don't wanna go. And she thinks that it's fine. So yeah. she takes, tells Lindsay that they're gonna go next door and she's gonna go get the, um, she's gonna go pick up Paul. So yeah, she so takes next door at with Lori's. Lori and Tommy Doyle. Yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done this in a pink. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hard can't to see. read. Um, Okay, car keys, singing ball. Okay, so now she drops off the kids at Lori's house, and she comes back to get the car. And for some reason, she does not bring her car keys with her. And so obviously, she can't get into the car or drive away. Mm -hmm. And so she goes back in um, to get the car, to get the keys. And um, when she gets back into the car, she is strangled to death by Michael Myers. Yeah, I like when she gets in and she, like, touches the inside of the window because there's condensation because yeah. someone has been breathing inside. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so now she's dead. Um, then Tommy and Lindsay are watching the thing. And Tommy is going to try to scare Lindsay. Um, so he's, like, sneaking away over to the window. But then he looks out the window and he sees Michael Myers carrying Annie into the house. <laughs> so he screams, she screams, they all scream. Ah! The boogeyman. <laughs> um so now we are uh Lori's just like everything's fine, nothing's weird out there. <laughs> <laughs> Everything weird, Lori. So now we go back to Mike Myers' house. Um, (laughs) Michael Myers, I'm sorry, (laughs) to Myers' house. We'll just call it. Okay. We'll go back to the boogeyman's house. Dr. Loomis is outside in the bushes. Oh, I love this Um, part. There's the bully kids are out there and they're going to like. daring each other to go in. Yeah. And um, he (laughs) yells from the tree, just like, hey, hey, kids. And they like freak the fuck out and they run away. Get your ass away from that. So they go out. Then the cop arrives behind, and the cop doesn't, like, really believe Dr. Loomis that any of this stuff is happening, which is wild. And he's just like, fine, I guess we'll, like, stay out tonight and, like, just see. But it's he's probably so just out. Halloween, kids. Yeah. Um, and, oh, the sheriff says, death has come to your little town, sheriff. Oh, that's my favorite line Ooh. in the whole movie. Um, so now we are back at Lindsay's house? Yes. Who's Lindsay? 
Lindsay's the little girl that Annie's babysitting oh. for. Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, yeah, we're back at Lindsay's house where Annie was babysitting. Um, Annie is obviously dead. Linda and Bob arrive in the car with beers. And they are um, – they're looking for Annie. Nobody's home, right? So right. everything's dark. Um, but they – were like, whatever, they call Lori to, like, find out what's going on and realize, like, okay, the kids are over at Lori's house. Annie's going to pick up Paul. We have the house to ourselves. Um, So they just rip each other's clothes off and (laughs) do you know what. Then um, they're on the couch, and Michael Myers is in the house. Yeah, he's, like, looking around, looming. Um, So now we go back to Tommy's house. Uh, They, like, carve some pumpkins. They're (laughs) – Yeah. and Lori looks at the other house pretty set. She's looking across the street, <laughs> and, she's, and she realizes that, like, Linda and Bob are in there, like, having a good time. And she's like, I, I guess, never have any fun. Yeah, I never have any fun. So now we're back at Linda uh, with Linda and Paul. They are um, uh. on the couch. Uh, they call Lori. Yeah, oh, that happened oh, no, here. Sorry. Yeah, that happened. Okay, so That's anyway, okay. they're they're like in the bedroom now at this point. Now they're point. in the parents' bed. Yeah, they're in the parents' bed. They had done some things. You see them um, doing it in the yeah. parents' bed. After they're done, they want some beer. So Paul goes down to grab some beers. And when he, um, while he's down there, Mike Ma- Michael Myers comes in and uh-huh. kills him. No, with- you- <laughs> What? You get to, I'll be right back. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he goes to get some beers and he says, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> So uh, where we left off was after Paul and Linda were doing it, and um, she's, like, laying naked in the bed, and he goes down the stairs to get them both beers. And he's looking around, um, <clears throat> and Linda's, like, in the bed making the world's worst sound. She's like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, hmm, uh-huh. <clears throat> and yep. it's awful, and we hated it so much. Um, so then we see Paul downstairs, and we see Michael Myers, like, lurking around, and Paul's looking to get a beer. He sees the back door is open. We know that's how Michael Myers got in. And Paul's like, ugh, Linda, you asshole, because Paul's, like, a little bit the worst. And then Michael Myers comes up behind Paul and strangles him against the wall. He pins him up against the wall, and then he takes his giant butcher knife and stabs through Paul's, like, underneath his sternum, pinning him to the wall. So it looks like he must have the world's largest butcher knife. So yeah. then he's just, like, pinned up on the wall like a corkboard, and Michael Myers does that thing. That's my favorite thing in any scary movie ever, where he takes a step back, and he looks at him, and he just tilts his head, Ugh. and then tilts it again. Ha! Ah, that's my favorite scary movie image, in case anybody needed to know that. Um... Okay, and then um, we go back upstairs to, like, you know, Linda moaning in a bed, and she's filing her nails with the mother's nail file, like, because they take so many liberties in this house. It's nuts. They were smoking cigarettes in the bedroom. I don't understand how they get away with this. So up comes a, a person in a sheet, like a like Charlie Brown ghost, with Paul's glasses over top of the sheet, so he, it looks like it's Paul. And Linda's like, hey, see anything you like? And he's, like, just standing there being creepy. And she's like, well, fine. Um, and she puts a nail file in her mouth, which I never get Ow. because a nail Ooh. file touching your teeth. <gasps> I know, right? Or most horrific it's part. It's the grossest thing I'm going to say this whole time. So Liz is like, fuck this. I'm going to call Lori. So she calls Lori. And um, she's like, Lori, this isn't going anywhere. And she's like, what? And then while she's on the phone, Michael Miles strangles her with the phone cord. And Lori's like, what's going on? Why are you breathing weird? What's happening? But she's already gotten two weird crank calls today. So I guess she doesn't really expect too much. Um, so Lori calls back and nobody answers. So then... She goes in to check on the kids. Lori does. And they're both, Tommy and Lindsay are both in, like, what I believe is Tommy's parents' bed asleep. And she's like, sleep tight, kiddos, because she talks to herself weirdly a lot through this movie. Uh, and then we cut to Dr. Loomis just, like, meandering down the street, and he sees the state car that Michael Myers left in. He's like, ah, he's here. I fucking knew it. And then um, Lori, we cut back to Lori in the house, and she's locking up all the doors, um, and she leaves the house. She leaves the kids sleeping in the house and walks over back across the street to Lindsay's house, where she thinks all her friends are just fucking with her, but they're not. Um, so Lori walks up to the open French door 
doors. Remember how I said the back doors were open? Well, Lori goes in them. The house is empty. For some reason, she doesn't turn on a single light. She's walking through the dark-ass house. And I couldn't tell you why because that's never what anyone would do. So she, like, meanders around. She walks up the stairs to the parents' bedroom, opens the door. She sees on the bed is Judith Myers' tombstone and Annie laying dead on the bed. Ah! Oh, God. And then she backs up. She hits, like, a closet that's built into the wall. She's all, like, nervous, like, oh, no, what's happening? And then a little closet door swings open and Paul swings down as though he were a trapeze artist, like, with his knees hot. Like around something. It's just like his to- the top of his torso and his head like swinging down. I always wonder how he rigged that, but I'm not so going to ask questions. Too. Yeah, so then she's like really fucking freaking out then because she found two of her friends dead in a row. But then she backs into another wall and she's like still kind of freaking out. And the cabinet door swings open and we see Linda laying in there. Well, just half of Linda. I don't know where the other half of her is because it only opens up to a wall. And then um, Michael Miles appears behind her with his kitchen knife and he— cuts her arm. He, like, doesn't stab her. Like, he could stab her. He just drags it down her arm and, like, rips her shirt and cuts her arm. And she's like, oh, no! And she runs away. And then she, like, can't get out of the house because he's put rakes in all the doors and stuff and, like, locked all the doors so she can't get out. And it's, like, really scary. Um, So she locks herself in this, like, back room, like a sunroom, where it has just the French doors that are blocked. And then we see Michael Myers burst through the French doors like the, like the Shining. He takes his knife and he, like, Cuts through the, like, here's Johnny moment. Cuts through the door. And Lori's like, ah, shit! So finally she realizes she has to do something. She takes her hand, the same open hand that they used in the car scene, and just breaks through <laughs> the glass. Because in this time and place, glass is garbage. It means nothing. Yeah. You can just break it, and you don't cut your hand. Although she has some blood on her hand later, so I guess we do give a little bit of credit that's from to her that. arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So she, her hand was just fine breaking through the glass. So Lori escapes, and she runs through the, na- the neighborhood. She's screaming. She's like, ah, what do I do? Ah! Um... And is this where she goes to the neighbor's house? I don't know if I have that or not. Yeah, I think it mm-hmm. is. Yep. I think it is. I think she, like, goes up to her. I don't know if this, it's this point or later, but she goes up to her neighbor's houses and is like, help me! Yeah. And they don't, they don't help her. Yeah. They're they, the worst. They turn on their porch light, turn on their light. You see them stand in the window, then they turn it off and walk away. I'm like, oh, those are cool neighbors. That's great. Then she gets up to the door to the house, to Tommy Doyle's house, and she's like, I got to get those kids. She's like, no keys, no keys, because nobody has keys in this movie, not one time. She's like, Tommy, 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 and he doesn't hear her, so she takes a flower pot from the ground, throws a flower pot, it breaks. Everything breaks really easy, but not this window for some reason. Everybody can break a window with their hand, but not a flower pot. It breaks up there, and then Tommy's like, what? He opens the window. She's like, open the door! And he runs downstairs. He actually doesn't run. He walks as slow as humanly possible downstairs. He opens the door, and he's like, you gotta go. She's like, this. she's like, go hide, go hide. And he's like, what? I don't want to hide. She goes, do as I say, which is another night I really love. And then she's like, he, the kids run away and they lock themselves up in the bedroom. And then Lori's there and she goes and she crawls around by the couch and she brought her knitting with her because she's a good little babysitter. And she grabs a knitting needle and Michael Myers comes up behind her and she jabs the knitting needle in his eye. And then, then he drops to the ground immediately. She's like, oh, it's all over. She grabs his kitchen knife, throws it next to her on the floor and is like, I'm fine. I don't have to worry. <sighs> Go. Um, okay. So uh, then Dr. Loomis, is. we cut to another scene with Dr. Loomis, tells the cops that he has found Michael. He huh. is, yeah. So now <laughs> we mm-hmm. go back to Lori. Yep. <laughs> it's just a second. He's like, I it's found just, him. I found him. And that's okay. it. Okay. So Lori goes back to the kids. She thinks that she's killed him. And the kids are just like, that was the boogeyman. She's like, you don't have to be nervous. I killed him. And yeah. they were like, great. But then even though they were like, you can't kill the boogeyman, I though. And she's like, she's like, yes, I can. And then they were like, but you didn't. Because right is. behind her <laughs> is Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> the boogeyman himself. The boogeyman himself. So she... Uh, uh, she has the kids go lock themselves back in the room and she locks herself in the closet. Um, and 
So now, but she opens up the doors in the parents' room to try to seem like she, like, flew out the window or something. I, yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know. But he didn't buy that at all. So she locks herself into, like, this little clothing closet. And he right away is, like, trying to get in. And it's a lot of now, like, banging, banging. And yeah. then he obviously just uses his hand and punches through and gets rid of all the things. Yeah, because it's all and flat. Just, like, it's like louvered doors. And he turns on a light because finally somebody's turning on a light. He makes sense. <laughs> um, so while this is happening, she sees that there's a bunch of Hanger, she ma- makeshifts a little pointy thing with the hanger <laughs> and then stabs him in the eye and he's like, Wah! and um, and then the knife falls and she grabs the knives and then she stabs him. Yes, but <laughs> instead of like continuing to stab him, she just yeah. drops the knife in the same room as him and walks out feeling like, okay, everything's fine, everything's fine. She tells the kids that like go down to the neighbor's house, the ones that I think will answer the door for you, and tell them to call and yeah, tells them to the call the The neighbors didn't answer the door last time. Why are they going to answer it this time? Yeah, so she's like, you go call the cops, let them know that like I killed this man. And <laughs> what did <it> happen? <laughs> I killed a man. Go. I killed a man. Go. So now she's just like standing, like breathing heavily in the doorway. And and then the famous scene of Michael laying behind, like laying and then slowly like sitting up. He sits up so unnaturally. He doesn't like bend himself or support himself. His body just all ab workout. It was solid. You were so proud of his core strength. Super. Um, So now obviously he also has the knife again because he's just like, this bitch left the knife in there. Um, (laughs) Because he always does. Yeah. Then you you also hear the kids screaming down the street and Dr. Loomis is outside. They leave and they're just like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Loomis is outside the house and he's like, that must be where Michael Myers is. Shit went down there. I gotta go. So he's walking towards the house. Now we're back inside uh, with Lori and Michael. He grabs Lori, takes off his mask. Uh, who takes off his masks, right? Yeah, she yeah, like she pulls like it kind of pulls it off. It off. Um, not that it really matters. He kind of has like a wonky eye. There isn't like anything really there. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's like struggling with him and Loomis comes up the stairway and sh- has a gun and shoots him and that like pushes him back in the room and Lori's like, oh my God. And then he walks into the bedroom and like continues to shoot Michael who like kind of keeps yeah. pushing back towards those open doors mm-hmm. she had opened where she was supposed to have flown out like a like bat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want that power so bad. <laughs> and then um, he runs out of bullets, but Michael Myers falls out the. Um, he like shot him out the second floor window. There's yeah. Like a balcony there. Is, there was a balcony, and so he like went over the rail and like fell, and he should be dead. And there should be a lot more blood, but I don't know why there wasn't any no blood. blood. He's just laying there from being shot. Um. So now. We think he's dead. And um, and Lori's just like, it was the boogeyman. <laughs> it was the, the boogeyman. boogeyman. Um, oh, yeah. That's what he says. A matter of fact, it was the boogeyman. Oh, I love that line. As a matter <laughs> um, of fact, it was. So then they look back outside the window, and Michael is gone. <gasps> and Lori's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> And then, um, and then we go outside the shots of the house with mm-hmm. um, what would probably be like Michael out there, and he's just breathing. <sighs> yeah, and um, and then the title card, Halloween, pops up. Woo! I think we did it. We did it. The only thing we missed is that in the original attack on Laurie Strode, he throws her over the second floor railing, like down the stairs. Oh, she yeah. has like this catastrophic fall downstairs that would kill you. It would kill you. It would, yeah. And she but just then gets she's up. just like in limps. Yep. No, she's just limping. She's like, well, I guess I gotta walk funny. So <laughs> no, Michael dies in never movie. runs in the movie, so she's like limping no, very walks. fast. And that's when she tries to go to like the neighbor's house. Yeah. And to try to get some help. And they're just like, oh, F you. We don't yeah, care. Yeah, all their but, neighbors. And suck. he's just like walking. Like she could have like 
she, I don't know, she could have gone to another state at that point. She could have run. Was going. She could have just kept running, I guess, but the kids are in the or house. Or tried another house. The kids are in the house, though. You can't leave the kids. I guess. Okay, well, that that was Halloween. That was Halloween in 30 minutes. Here's the thing. Halloween is like a super good movie too. Yeah. So we had fun laughing at it. Um not as it wasn't as insane as Sleepaway Camp obviously because it's a good movie, but you should watch it. Yes. Tonight. And so from from us that we would be dead, we want to wish you a happy Halloween. And if we were teenage babysitters in the late 70s, we, we would be dead. Thank you for listening to the We Would Be Dead podcast. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. Rate and review our show on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Would Be Dead Pod. And join our Facebook group to discuss the podcast and more. Do 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 do.